Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Janine White. Today I'm really excited to be talking to Steve Pavlik. You may have seen him acting alongside William Macy, Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, Dennis Quaid, Zach Efron, or many more people. Steve is a retired defense electronics industry analyst who is now in the entertainment industry. Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Well, good afternoon, Deneen. How are you? I'm doing great. Summer is over and fall is here. <laughs> I know, right? Can you believe it? Can you believe the summer passed so quickly? No, I can't. I'm so upset too because uh it went by so fast and now we have uh, fall, although this is my favorite time of the year, but it just comes so fast. We know what's coming afterwards, right? All that snow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear that the um, the winters in Chicago are not exactly the most fun. Uh, well, I, I believe you're on the east, too, right? So uh, if you're anywhere between, like, you know, New York, Philadelphia, Boston, you get the same kind of weather only a day before you guys. So uh, that's that's how it's going to have to be. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right? I no, like gosh. beautiful yeah, on the first day. <laughs> What's what that? that? I said, sorry, I missed your, your <laughs> comment there. What was that? No, I said I like the snow on the first day, but after that, I'm like, okay, yeah. let's disappear and we can move on with our lives. Absolutely. After Christmas, it could go away. I understand completely. Yeah. Yep. Well, Steve, you have um, an extensive amount of experience. So can you give us a little bit of your background? Like, how did you go from being in the defense electronics industry to an actor? You know, it's um... – kind of a funny story. It's probably a little bit different from what you, from what you probably have heard from your other actors. Um, I'm not a guy that, uh, I'm in my mid-50s now, but uh, so I'm not a guy that took all kind of classes in school or studied in college um, for the arts, you know, theater classes, mm-hmm. all that stuff. However, when I was in the uh, defense electronics business for 30-plus uh, years, I did do a lot of, uh, I did a lot of traveling. I got to meet lots of people. And I also did something that actually is really helping me out um, today. And that was, I did a lot of public speaking and, and talking in front of cameras um, to various, uh, you know, executives, corporate executives, military personnel, things of that nature. So when I got out of the business, it was kind of funny. I live in the uh, suburbs of Chicago and one of our local mm-hmm. papers had an advertisement for looking for extras for a movie called Public Enemies. And the movie was, uh, as you had mentioned earlier, was starring Christian Bale, Johnny Depp, Marion Cotillard, Stephen Lang, just a ton of big names. And my kids at that time who were very still um, learning about what life, was, what life is all about. They were, they were like 13 and 11. They were saying things uh-huh. to me like, "Oh, Johnny, Johnny Depp's going to be in, you know, the town we're in. Let's, let's, you know, let's go see him." Of course, this was right after all the Pirates of the Caribbean movies had started, and so they were big uh-huh. fans of him. And I was really just trying to teach them a lesson, such as, you know, people are movie stars and big names, but they put their pants on one one leg at a time, just like everybody else. They eat, you know, the same type of food or uh, do the same things. 
which I've come to find out they do do all these things. It's maybe a little bit at a higher <laughs> level, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that was really the main lesson. So I actually I applied for the job, and I know that the uh, it was actually a uh, movie about John Dillinger. So the the scene that they needed a ton of extras on were uh, people sitting in the theater, you know, comes out and gets shot. So uh, the the movie <laughs> uh, crew all came in and they filmed and, and everything was all done, and I never got a phone call. So I thought, oh, that's the end of that, you know, that little situation. Kind of forgot about it, and. Um, mm-hmm. About two weeks later, I got a phone call from the uh, extras casting uh, agent, and she said, hey, you know, would you like to come on in for an interview? Because, um, you know, we'd like to maybe have you um, uh, play a role as an FBI agent back in the 1930s, which, of course, is right up my alley because I'm such an old-fashioned hummer. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. so uh, I said to her, I said, well, why are you calling me in? Because the, the scene already filmed. You know, I had known an already film because I read about it in the papers or had kind of press coverage on it. And um, she said, oh, no, that was uh, that was just one day. We still have, that was just the start of the movie. We still have a lot of a lot of other uh, scenes to go. So, I mean, to make a long story short, I went in for an interview. They liked my look. Um, and I wound up working on that film, like, uh, for, like, 45 days, you know. So it was like, oh, wow. It was crazy. <laughs> And um, it was just a thing. I was working with all these big name actors. And I remember talking to some of the, of the like, I mean, like Stephen Wright, who, who later became a, a huge, he made his big breakout role with uh, Avatar. And he was in the movie, Big Guy in okay. Avatar. So he's, he's making tons of uh, millions of dollars now on that movie. But, um, you know, I, I remember talking to him in a bar one night as we were filming. Actually, we were holding the bar, but, you know, I asked him, I said, hey, can you give me any tips? You know, what do you think, you, what do I need to do here? And he kind of looked at me and he said, uh, always look directly into the camera. And then he laughed. He goes, that's a joke. He goes, don't always look into the camera. That's the last thing you always do. But then he said, hey, listen, you got here. You got as far as you could. You talked to the director, Michael Mann. They like the look. You're doing fine. He goes, just keep winging it. Just keep acting. So I did. <laughs> and we got, you know, and, and so it just, it just, you know, I mean, always remember that, you know, it was like these guys are just very relaxed. It's a very, you know, if you don't overthink it, you know, keep it simple. That, that was always uh, mm-hmm. the advice that they gave me. And it's kind of funny. So, I mean, since then, of course, I've, uh, you know, fast forward the clock after that film, I was, uh, Obviously, um, very a hot commodity for some of the extra casting organizations, and um, okay. I was I was you know I was just asked to do so many other things. I worked with Kelsey Grammer on a TV show called Boss. This was all his background okay. stuff, and, and it was just like okay, well let's see how fast I can move forward with this uh, this this and um, and really so now kind of fun and and you know I mean I'm looking at it now about eight or nine years later. You know, I've got my SAG card. I've, I've worked with like, countless other many great actors and actresses. And, um, you know, just seeing how far you can take it. And, and kind of working every week on, on various things. I travel a little bit more. I'm, I, I have agents, obviously, in Chicago and Atlanta. And, and actually, that's how I got to meet up with uh, VIP talent. I, I got to meet because um, they were kind of on the East Coast. And I wanted to expand my horizon just as far as territory. 
because in Chicago, I mean, okay. in Chicago, the Chicago market per se is not um, as lucrative as, let's say, New York or LA or Atlanta. I mean, Chicago right now we have about six or six TV shows and, and, and movies and things like that filming on a consistent basis. But you go to places like okay. LA or New York or Atlanta, and they're like, you know, there's like three, 40 shows a month. So there, there's just a lot more opportunity for actors. But that's my yeah, quick definitely. Uh, so, elevator space spiel. <laughs> I, I love that your, um, your, your, your career in acting started by teaching your kids a lesson. And here, now here you are so many years later with your SAG car. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's different for sure, but um, you know the, the same principles apply. You know, and 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 that is, there's lessons to be learned um, with anything that you do. Um, you know, there, I, I've I've really tried to help mentor people because people are, have mentored me and continue to mentor me. And um, you know, as far as like, I'm sure you have a lot of people listening out here that are that are actors or actresses or, or looking to do theater or plays or modeling. Um, and, you know, I mean, I guess the one rule is to be yourself, but be polite, you know, show some etiquette, mm-hmm. have manners. And, and, and the other key thing with this, with this business, and I'm sure you know that too, is, is and everybody says it, but you have to be reminded of it lots of times. And that is um, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I, I can't tell mm-hmm. you how many people I've seen that have like crashed and burned like in, in like, you know, a week or a month or three months because they're like, I'm going to be a movie star. And it's like, it just doesn't work that way. You have to, I mean, you just have to go at it. You take your time. I don't know if I've even had my big break yet. You know, like people talk about the big break. I think you earn your own big mm-hmm. breaks. So, you know, about the harder you work and that's by taking classes, whether they're, you know, mm-hmm. monologue or in school or, you learn things about being on set. <clears throat> um, there's lots of different ways you can go about it. And, and actually, uh, with VIP, they are a piece that fits into that puzzle. I mean, they'll be the first to tell you that I teach you about Meisner or Slotsky or monologue classes. Yeah. But, what they, but what they do teach you about is the business. And that's a very mm-hmm. important cover in the um, – in the whole, you know, the whole picture thing. So um, I met Mike and Alicia back uh, probably a couple of years ago. Now I, I went to one of their um, uh, seminars. Actually, I went last, when was it, last, about a year ago now in October. And actually, Alicia was doing one in uh, New York, which I wanted to go to, but mm-hmm. I had like a wedding, a very important wedding to go to that week. And, and Alicia was like very kind. And, you know, she was like, oh, Steve, you got to go now. But it's like, Alicia, I can't. I've got this wedding to go to. But, you know, I mean, they were very fair. And they said, yeah. okay, well, why don't you wait? Let's go out that way. And, and uh, we had a great time out there. And, and again, it, it's, it's meeting people. It's, it's all about connections. And that's what he likes to talk a lot about. Um, so even at that meeting, I remember I, I met a casting director that they had out there and also a producer. And uh, this was a mm-hmm. year ago. I haven't booked any work with them as of believe I, I keep it with them. I, I know a couple of movies that they're working on. Uh, you have to just wait for the right role to come your way. So, you know, that's why these things don't take, you know, they don't happen overnight. I mean, you have to have, I mean, this producer that I'm working with, I might mention her name, but she has a movie and, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm in consideration for an under five uh, role, which under five lines, but it'll be a feature film. And, 
you know, we just keep in touch. And some some of these things take you know years to uh, to um, come to fruition. So, anyways, that's no, uh, I, that's I like kind of the story. <laughs> yeah, I like what you said about how VIP ignite they connect people, and like mm-hmm. the thing that a lot of people expect is, and I've I've heard not from the people I've interviewed, but like I've heard the story so many times. Well, like I have this agent, but they're not doing anything. But the thing is, is like mm-hmm. it's your job to be, once you make those connections, it's your job because you have to sell yourself. It's all, like you are your business. It's your job to then like keep in contact with people and send thank you notes and do all of that stuff. Like that's the most, that's yeah. the important part. Get to know everyone on set so that, that people are, oh, this guy Absolutely. is a pleasure to work with. Let's try, let's have him come again. That's exactly right, and and it's not your agent's fault. I mean, um, there are ways, and believe me, I, I've kind of gone through that. I went through that about three or four years ago, or not quite long enough, six or seven years ago, when, oh, you, because there is no magic with this. You don't all of a sudden get an agent, and then all of a sudden these golden gates just open up for you, and you have all these mm-hmm. different, um, you know, auditions coming in. It, it just doesn't work that way. Um your agent yeah. is another asset for you. You are your own boss. And, and uh, what VIP mm-hmm. does, I don't know, I was listening to one of, uh, I think I, Mike, had a, uh, Mike had a blog with you or something not too long ago. The comment about, mm-hmm. um, I think he said he's, they, they've worked with 90, over 93,000 uh, aspiring actors or models yep, or whatever. Yeah, 93,600 plus. <laughs> Is that what it is? Okay, yeah, something like that. So, anyways, yep. but I'm thinking to myself, yeah. okay, so there's 93, you know, we're talking close to 100,000 people. I mean, so that's a lot of people that are in this industry, and that's yeah. only that work with VIP. I mean, think of all the other people. So the odds, I mean, even the SAG, the union has over 150,000 actors. So you have to do the mm-hmm. math. I mean, just figure if you have 150,000 actors in the union, half are men, half are women. Half are over thirty, half are over you know over thirty. Um, you yeah. know, then you break it down by ethnicity and things. So by the time you're done, you're still competing for one role with possibly you know five hundred yeah. to a thousand people, right? So how do you how do you yeah, break through a, there? How do you? It's do, a game of numbers. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the only thing that you could do, and this is what VIP does, is they get you those connections, and then it's up to you to build those relationships and and. Believe me, I, I've worked with William H. Macy for 10 years um, on Shameless. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're good business acquaintances and things. And, you know, and, and, and he does other things besides act. He had, Obviously, he knows mm-hmm. a lot of people in business. So he does a lot of things besides act. He has his own production company. So it's like, hey, Bill, you know, when you're, having, when you're doing the next movie, give me a mind if you're a middle-aged white guy or something like that. So it's really um, – yeah. It's those kind of things. I mean, you have to make business cards, you your own uh, social media aspects. And actually, that's another thing that I was going to just briefly talk about, and that is that's one of my weaknesses. I didn't grow up with social media. I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have uh, Twitter or Instagram or any of these things. So one of the things that uh, VIP did is, is actually teach you um, to put you in contact with the right type of people to help you with that because, you know, I, I – even though I was in technology, I wasn't in this kind of technology. That's <laughs> crazy. I mean, yeah, you have to do... it's completely different than what we grew up with. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly right, Deneen. And, and, you know, I mean, everything now, which is a good thing, I mean, you can do self-tape auditions. So, 
you know, what I do, my agent in Atlanta will call me, hey, Steve, you know, can you audition for Stranger Things or Dynasty or something? And rather than with me being in Chicago, I can just self-tape. But then you have to know how to mm-hmm. do all of that with the lighting and, and the audio, and then you have to be able to download it into, like, a, you know, one-minute file and do it up on WeTransfer. And I'm, like, going, oh, pulling my hair out, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, it basically takes you longer to do the technical side of the audition than it actually does to, to actually film it, you know? So <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. But but anyway, so, so, I mean, that's one of the advantages the younger generation certainly has over the, over you know, older people. Um, they can do it a lot mm-hmm. faster. And believe me, that's what I used to, to go to help with it for. So anyways, um, what else? What else am I missing here? What else would you like to know about? <laughs> No, I mean, you're, you're giving a lot of me. great information. Yeah. But, well, yeah, th- yeah. you're the interesting person on this podcast, Steve, so we should be talking <laughs> a lot about you. <laughs> so, um, Everybody has so, I'm sure. Yeah. So with the social media, like, how are you overcoming that? Like, you talked about, um, you talked about, like, the audition process and all, but, like, are you mm-hmm. – how does social media impact? you like are you like is that something you okay let me reframe my question I should have written it down better so in the industry you're always learning like you're taking like acting classes and all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but are you also you're also obviously have you have to keep up on the latest social media and technology like how do you do that that's a great question it's um it's tough and it was really tough I'm getting better at it but there's really, you know, with your career, there's really three things that you need to do. And, and one is obviously classes, the actual, you know, like I said, the Meisner and the monologues and the improv and things like that. Um, the next one is, of course, networking. And then the third one is social media. Uh, that, and, you know, years ago that wasn't even part of the equation, but today it is. I mean, there, there's people out there that, that I've never heard of that have followings of, you know, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people and, 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 you know, maybe singers or or models or something like that. So there really is a, um, something to be said about the social media. Now, how do I do it? I just try and, and I've done a couple of things. One is I have had taken some classes because there are courses out there for specific things like, how to transfer files on, you know, Dropbox or WeTransfer or something like that, how to videotape a self-tape mm-hmm. audition. Um, so you can, you can go with the class route as well. Or what I like to do is, again, using my networking skills, you know, with some of the younger people, there's always a lot of downtime on sets when you're on sets for, you know, it could be eight to ten hours or longer. Um, that's the time mm-hmm. to talk to people and say, hey, how do I put this stuff on my IMDb account? You know, or... Or how do I um, uh, download this this uh, tape here that I like, and I want to see if I can, you know, uh, copy it or something of that nature, where I can uh, practice, you know, speaking lines with the person when they're not even in the room, things like that. So, mm-hmm. the, the, um, it and it's always changing. My goodness, I mean, uh, you know, I I grew up with the dial-up service where you heard the, you know, the noise and you're waiting and everything was slow, but now it's so much faster. <laughs> yeah, right. I I remember when the the um internet first came up with the with the dots there, like the crazy sounds right, and all. Right, and it's like right. that, they, exactly. have, they have no idea how lucky they are to have the phone. 
Well, somebody was telling me the other day, I mean, I think I saw a video clip where uh, they gave a bunch of these millennials like a, an old rotary dial-up phone, and, and they didn't know how to use it. <laughs> they, they, they would pick up the speaker, they dial a bunch of numbers, and I mean, they you know they didn't know to like lift it up and wait to hear a dial tone and then dial. And it's like, holy cow, like, man, are we getting old or something or what? But uh, that was rather yeah. unusual. <laughs> Yeah, even like the little play toys that they have now are cell phones. They're not like the little one you pull behind that goes bring, 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 and it uses you to play with. It's like everything is totally uh, changing. I know, I know. Cool. So, but I mean, you have to, you have to adapt. You know, only the, only the strong survive, and you have to learn it. Otherwise, you're going to get bypassed. And and believe me, I've lost some auditions because I couldn't videotape in on time. You know, so you do those a yeah. few times, and you see the the big money that's involved with it, and you're like, oh gosh, I got to learn this. So not only do you have yeah, to be an yeah. actor, now you have to be somewhat of a technical wizard. <laughs> yeah, it seems like also not, you have to be a technical wizard, but you also have to be your own publicist almost too, like by managing the mm. social media and all. Like there are so many mm-hmm. people that, um, that like more people like my age and older that are a little reticent to get into social media. But the, the, the fact of the matter is in 2018, like you have to be able to manage your social media properly. Otherwise, no one will know about you because there are a lot of, um, I'm reading a book called Influencers, and there are a lot uh-huh. of companies uh, that will hire you just because of your, your Instagram following, not because you have any talent or anything like that, but just because you can take good photos and um, you have like 100,000 followers. So it's in this age. I've heard that too. I think it's yeah, really that's amazing. You're yeah, right. So I mean, I actually like, know people, yeah, I was just saying, I know people that have, um, like huge followers, and then if they advertise like a certain brand of uh, food or, or candy or something, they, they get royalties. Or you know, for every person that, that buys mm-hmm. that product online or something, they then get um, uh, you know a percentage of that uh, of that price. And that, that can add up. <laughs> That's a whole new business model. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of um, like I've read different reports and articles and stuff like that where like some casting directors will look at someone's follow like Instagram following to see like how mm-hmm. they're presenting themselves on Instagram because it'll be easier if like you have someone who has a hundred thousand followers and you are cast in a movie, it'll be easier for them to get those followers to go see the movie because they're already a fan of you. That's right. So it's, it's really exactly interesting right. to, like just to see like we're way out of the days where like girls are like cutting the pictures out of the teen bop magazine and hanging them on their wall. <laughs> it's just, Hey, you don't see too many of those posters and those wall posters. <laughs> yeah, no, not anymore. It's crazy. So I know. So who, 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 who did you have up on your wall when you were a kid? <laughs> I liked Kirk Cameron, and I was a huge fan of New Kids on the Block. So, and I actually, <laughs> it's so funny. A couple um, years ago, I went to a New Kids on the Block concert, and I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm going to see the middle, the middle-aged men on the block." It was like. <laughs> It was mind-boggling, but we like on the same age as them. So like, I was a middle-aged woman on the block watching the middle-aged men on the block. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I don't want to. I'll admit, I'll okay, I, I had a Farrah Fawcett poster when I was in. in uh... <laughs> <laughs> We're having confession time here on the VIP Ignite podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. From a Farrah Fawcett poster in my bedroom when I was a teenager to, to the VIP block uh, broadcasting system. That, that's awesome. <laughs> I know. Like, how far we've come. So, um, so for people that are um, 
that are coming into the industry? Like, how do you maintain a good mindset? Like, I know that you, in the industry, you get a lot of news. Like, how do you keep yourself inspired to keep going when you, when you come across a period of time where you get news? You know, um, another answer, that's a real good question because there are a lot of downtimes and, and quite honestly, there's going to be a lot more downtimes and there are good times. But when you get those good mm-hmm. times, they're, they're fantastic. They're, they're really a great sense of uh, self-worth. Makes everything like that you've done, all the hard work pays off. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have to be able to handle the rejection. And this is, this is probably the most difficult industry for rejection. I mean, probably mm-hmm. the three yes that I get, I probably get 50 to 100 no's. You know, but then all of a sudden they get three guesses out of ten or something like that. So uh, persistency is very, very, um, you know, something I would recommend to all the new people. You know, stay persistent. Don't lose sight of your goals. Um, You can always, always practice your craft. I mean, if you start getting, you know, not doing well, there's tons of student films. I mean, every, every college, basically, I'm sure within, you know, of a 50-mile radius, I mean, there must be a college campus almost well, radius of everywhere you, you live nowadays. But, I mean, they're always yeah. looking for care work to, to do, um, you know, student films of that, that nature. So, I mean, that's a great way to practice your craft. If not, do your own movie. Make your own film. It's, it's not that hard. I, yeah. I, I get calls once a month to go in and uh, do 48-hour film festivals. You know, so okay. it doesn't take a lot of time. You get the script, you know, you, you shoot it over a weekend, and, and, and then you're done, you know. But it, it's great practice. So continue to practice. Find yourself a, a, um, a group of other people like you that want, want to act. And, and like I said, make your own movies or practice, practice auditioning and take turns critiquing each other. There's so many ways out there. Um, to learn. Now, that's not, you know, and, and to be honest, I have done a lot of that over the years. I mean, I don't know much of that anymore because I'd rather do things for pay, but it's it's of part course. of the growing process, you know? So, I mean, yeah. um, and if you can't afford it, then you, you have to do things, then work as background. Get on set. That's where you're going to get mm-hmm. to know directors, producers. It, it's unbelievable. It's really funny. Hey, I ran into a guy who I work with on Shameless, and he was um, he was basically marking my feet. Yeah, I don't know if you know what marks are, but you know when you do the acting, they have marks that you place down for the for where you want to stand. And um, okay. I just saw him the other day, and, and he, he just had this big hit on Amazon called "Minding the Gap." It's a story that he wrote about skateboard things. It's taken off, and um, you know you just and so you keep in touch. You know, this is a guy that was just like you know like putting tape down on the floor basically. And here he's uh-huh. uh, a big-time big director. So you just never know who's going to be the next guy to get their break or, or where they're going to go. So keep in contact with people. You know, get get your friends on Facebook. And, and, and like mm-hmm. you said earlier, that, that's your job. That's what you need to do as part of your, uh, your career development. That's awesome. Very good. I think that's, that's a great piece of advice because, like, you have to keep in contact with the people because, like, I, I think when you and I did the pre-interview, you mentioned that a couple of times. Like, you never know who that person you're standing next to on set, like, what their trajectory is, what they're, what they're going to wind up being. So it's always so important just to get to know people and just be kind and be the hardest working person there and just, like, 
stay in contact because networking is key in this industry. If you're, if you don't have a network, you might as well just like go to Starbucks and be a barista. I mean, you have to network. Yeah. And you know, and quite frankly, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, cause you're going to meet people there too. Yeah. I mean, lots of people in the acting industry yeah. love to go for coffee. <laughs> so, so go for it. Yeah. I, I, I know I love coffee, but like, it's just like, you have to have the mentality where like, this is your business right. and this is, you are in right. control of your destiny in this industry. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, like, I, I keep in touch with Alicia and Mike. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll shoot me a thing every once in a while and say, hey, here's a possibility for you. You know, it's not like you have to talk to them mm-hmm. every day or every week. I mean, it, it could be quarterly or, or semi-annually or something because things do yeah. take time in the business. But but just, yep. just to keep on, keep out there. Just keep working it. Don't give up. Yep. I mean, if any of your listeners have any questions or you know, they want to ask me, I mean, they can find me on uh, Facebook under Steve Pavlik. So, that's, um, you know, one way you can get a hold of me out there for sure, or if they contact you directly, you know, then you can pass it through. But um, it's awesome. just, uh, yeah, I mean, I remember going to that uh, VIP Ignite thing in L.A. I mean, I, I met, you know, they, I forget how many people were in there, 50 or 100 or something like that. And, and I still keep in touch mm-hmm. with uh, a half a dozen of those people on, on a somewhat regular basis awesome. just to keep in touch and see how they're cool. doing. So, you know, you make a lot of friends, and, and that's how it works. It's, it's really a simple process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, Steve, I know that um, it's amazing, but our time is up. <laughs> so, wow, that went fast. Hopefully I didn't talk too much. I know, doesn't it? <laughs> no, you talked, you did, yeah. it was perfect. You gave a lot of really great tips, so I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on today and mm-hmm. give, give tell us your story and give so many great pointers to people who are getting started. Okay, that's that's great, uh, Deneen. I, I appreciate the time, and uh, you know, if we can help one or two people that are that are involved with this, then this is all worth it, right? I mean, yeah, to give back yep. in the industry, awesome. and like uh, like somebody says, yeah, when you as you wait, make your way up, you have to send the elevator back down to bring somebody else up. So that's that's yep. how it works. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for doing that for us today. We really appreciate it. Okay, Deneen, thanks very much. You take care now. You too. Thank you. Right, bye. bye. If you enjoyed what you heard on today's podcast, please make sure that you hit subscribe in iTunes. And if you are interested in attending a live event in New York, L.A., or Miami, or if you're interested in learning how to become an actor, model, or musician, please visit our website at ammsociety.com. Thank you so much for your time and have a fantastic day.